Today, more household pain predicted in New Zealand. Hello again, it's Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics, World Notice Post, covering finance and problem news with a distinctively Australian and New Zealand perspective. Well, Governor Adrian Orr and his team appear before Parliament's Finance and Expenditure Committee today after yesterday's latest OCR hike, which of course was from 425 to 4.5%. Once again, he argued that inflation was too high and that the hike was needed to bring it back to target. And while this will create pain, it was necessary. Yesterday, the Monetary Policy Committee raised the official cash rate to 4.75%. Uh, the committee agreed that this increase is still necessary, um, very similar to our November monetary policy statement, um, to ensure that inflation returns to within the 1-3% target range over the medium term. Uh, there are early signs that inflation is yielding, um, but they are early. And, of course, we've had this um, severe weather crisis um, hit us uh, since that, since those statistics. But core consumer price inflation still remains too high. Employment is above its maximum sustainable level and near-term inflation expectations remain elevated. So we have work to do with regard to Cyclone Gabriel and the other recent severe weather events. Um, you know, they've had a devastating effect on people's lives and our heart goes out to those uh, particularly who have lost um, uh, dear ones. Uh, it's too early to accurate, accurately assess the implications for monetary policy, um, given that the scale of the destruction is still becoming evident. Uh, uh, we have made... Um, our best foot forward estimates on uh, monetary policy implications in this statement. Um, but as we've mentioned, the timing, the size and the nature of the funding of any government um, uh, intervention fiscal response are all yet to be determined. Uh, the committee's current assessment is that over the coming weeks, prices for some goods uh, are likely to spike and activity will be down um, uh, weaker than previously expected. Export revenues will also be negatively affected. Uh, monetary policy, of course, is set with a medium-term focus. We will be looking through the near-term volatility and output and price spikes and focusing more on the medium term that, that one to two years ahead implications. Um, uh, we know that in time, the infrastructure and community rebuild will increase the level of activity and that will put um, upward pressure on inflation than, than otherwise um, as the rebuild activity um, so we, we put in our projections around a 1% uh, increase in GDP uh, over the next one to two years, which is a reflection of that, of that give you a scalar of the, of the rebuild um, type activities going on. Meanwhile, internationally, the battle continues. Core inflation remains high and inflation repressure, uh, pressures remain broad-based. Um, the outlook for global economic activity this calendar year is down. Um, yeah, is subdued and that will act to lower uh, international consumer price pressures. Uh, it will also lower demand for New Zealand's key commodity exports. Um, we see growth in our services exports offsetting some of the revenue um, uh, losses there. Domestically, demand has remained robust through 2022, um, underpinned by resilient household spending, construction activity, government spending and the recovery in international tourism. Uh, labour shortages are the number one constraint on economic activity at present. 
uh, and that's contributing to heightened wage inflation. And we note the incredible um, uh, movement of people between jobs, um, so uh, highlighting just the demand. So in summary, while there are early signs of demand easing, it, demand still continues to outpace supply, um, as reflected in the strong domestic inflation. The committee agree that monetary conditions need to tighten further, as indicated in our November statement, so that we are confident we have sufficient restraint on spending to bring inflation back to within the one to three target range. Um, thank you. And talking of pain, the bank officials were asked about the potential impact on mortgage holders with the stunning news that mortgage holders on average could be paying roughly 22% of their disposable income to service their mortgages by the end of this year. I want to move focus around uh, to, the, to the mortgage market and obviously as a result of uh, increasing uh, inflation, uh, interest rates for mortgage holders is going up. Uh, you state in your report that the that the share of the mortgages for which payments have fallen behind um, to date has actually been very low. Mm. However, you now note that it's expected to increase uh, as the economy uh, contracts and that employment declines. My question is, how many households are going to be uh, impacted and how many households, based on your comments, are going to start to fall behind? So that, that's a um, number of households is, a, is not... Or any an easy, an easy question to answer. So um, perhaps if we look at it this way, um, the average mortgage rate on, on stock today is roughly four and a half. 50% um, of loans will be, uh, as, as our understanding, will be repriced over the next 12 months. Our estimate, therefore, at current mortgage rates, that would take the... Uh, the um, average rate to around six and a half percent. As at December 22, uh, on average, uh, debt servicing, so that's meeting the interest payments, mm. was roughly 9% of disposable income on average. Our estimate would be that at a six and a half percent average rate, that would move to roughly 22% on average. By the end of this year? By the end of this year. So do you think it's possible to be able to provide us with some um, information around quantifying you know, your comments around how much of that increase and what impact that will have on Kiwi households or some level of metric? Uh, uh, we can, and um, we, we, we do, but I, I'll refresh that. Um, we do that in the financial stability yeah, report, we yeah. our, our other leg. Our, our, um, you know, our focus has been on the making sure that um, very high loan-to-value ratios yes. have been constrained, and they have been. So the, balance, the, the, the total balance sheet is looking good. But without doubt, people who took out uh, high-leveraged loans in the 2021 period uh, will be facing very high interest servicing mm -hmm. costs. Um, again, it's hard to say, uh, but we'll come back. Um, um, these were stress-tested by the banks at the types of interest rates that they're doing now. So whilst um, whilst it will be harder to pay, um, they have been stress-tested with the ability to pay. But it will mean compromise in the event. Now, it's worth noting that if such a figure does come to pass, it will dwarf the 16% share of disposable income that households were paying on mortgages during the hot house market and very high interest rates that preceded the global financial crisis in 2008. 
During the most recent surging house market run in the 2021 period, debt servicing costs were actually decreasing, even for the amounts borrowed soared, of course, because interest rates were cut to shreds. During this time, the debt servicing cost figure got to as low as about 5% before interest rates began to climb in the middle of 2021. In the Reserve Bank's latest monetary policy statement that was released on Wednesday, they commented that many mortgage borrowers are repricing to new interest rates that are higher than the stress test rates used by banks in recent years to assess loan affordability. To date, the share of mortgages for which scheduled payments have fallen behind remains very low, likely reflecting that household incomes have also increased during this time. However, this share is expected to increase as the economy contracts and employment declines from very high levels, they said. This was seen as a downside risk, with the potential for monetary policy to have larger effects on the economy in an environment of elevated debt levels. However, they did note that while measures of financial stress have increased marginally, they remain low. The committee agreed that as debt servicing costs rise, spending decisions for many households will become increasingly constrained, and those constraints will be felt most by recent home buyers with a high debt servicing commitment relative to their income. People who took out high leverage loans in the 2021 period will be facing very high interest servicing costs. These were stress tested by the banks at the types of interest rates that they are now doing. So whilst it will be harder to pay, they have been stress tested with the ability to pay, but it will mean compromise, he said. Now, another important matter, National MP Simon Watts asked the RBNZ officials about the widening of the margin between what banks charge for mortgages and what they offer for deposits and overall levels of bank profits. Well, let's talk about banking profits, because your comments on page five say that you note that deposit rate increases yep. continue to lag mortgage rate increases, i.e. the widening of the margin, um, particularly around deposit rates. So for mm -hmm. those that have got a term deposit, the banks aren't increasing that rate uh, as fast and therefore their margins and profits are increasing at that aspect. Are you comfortable with it? Uh, certainly the level of um, the, the widening of that gap has been more extreme over recent times and well beyond the historic average. So um, yes, that's something that uh, is what we are definitely noting and engaging with the banks on. Um, if you if you think about what we're actually trying to achieve here, um, we need to see an increase in the term deposit rates as well. That will improve saving and will also help help to dampen inflation. So what we're noting is the lag that has occurred there, and it shouldn't. And and we would our expectation is it would have been increasing That's, at a similar pace. It's always one of those difficult things. We can explain it, we can rationalise it. Doesn't mean we're comfortable with it. No. no. Um, uh, banks will say that's not our total profitability because that's just a margin, there's all the costs and so on and so forth. But, um, you know, we want to see deposit rates move along with these mortgage lending rates. This follows Wednesday's comment from Orr saying banks have not increased their deposit rates by as much as they've lifted their mortgage rates. In fact, the widening of that gap between deposit and mortgage rates has been more extreme over recent times and well beyond the historic averages. And finally, there was an important discussion concerning the link between inflation and loose monetary policy. The RBNZ was accused of helping to create the problem. While not accepting that claim, they did concede that a recent review indicated that inflation is indeed higher because of their loose 
policy. You've made fairly extensive comments now and yesterday about the challenge of constraining uh, government spending when inflation is so high. Isn't the corollary of that that it would be much easier to reduce that impulse now if the government hadn't been spending at such elevated levels for so long and if New Zealand hadn't printed and borrowed as much money as it did? Uh, again, I can't answer hypothetical questions, sorry. But why, so why is it that you're able to comment on how challenging it is for the government now, I'm but you're not able to comment on how challenging the government made it for us now? Because uh, I'm sitting here talking about our monetary policy looking forward. This is not an historical... Uh, again, I, I would I would really... I, I'm not trying to avoid it. I, I just don't know how to answer that because you would have to say, did we not have a COVID exchange? Did we not have an um, energy price? You know, it's, it's, it's a non-trivial question you're asking because you can't just hold one thing constant and have everything else change. But all else being equal, if the government had put less stimulus to the economy, been more disciplined about its spending, and the Reserve Bank had printed less money, the inflation position would not be as bad as it is today. I don't know about that last bit, but um, the government's been all else equal. If there's less spending, there's less demand, and hence less inflationary pressure, yes. Now, that is the most significant statement I've seen from central bankers on this important issue. The truth is that while they can deflect to blame the Ukraine war or supply chain disruption, the massive money printing and rate lowering did increase money supply and that fueled inflation. And by the way, in closing, it's worth noting again that Orr underscored the importance of cash in a crisis following the cyclone. That's the second time he's made that comment in 24 hours. So here, I think we have a much more transparent set of messages from central banks than we see in many other geographies. So well done to Orr and his team. But of course, the bottom line is this, they're going to put rates higher until inflation is crushed. And whilst many households will be protected in the short term because they're on fixed rates, those fixed rates will indeed reset higher. So there is more pain for more households ahead. I'm Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Many thanks for watching and I'll see you again next time.